What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Outs Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer Katie Collins, a.k.a. Katie Koo. Katie has worked with Robbie Williams, Kylie Minogue, Leona Lewis. She's been on The X Factor. She's even been in the Avengers movie. And she's done many, many more. Katie tells us about her journey and we talk about the highs and lows of being a performer. She also tells us about some of her favourite moments so far in her career. I hope you enjoy this episode. I love talking to Katie. Please also get in contact with us at the Ins and Outs podcast, aka just myself, uh, via Instagram. Let us know who you want to hear from. Let us know what conversations you enjoyed. Let us know what you want to know or what you want to learn about. And I will do my best to dig that out. Um, So please be in contact with me. Uh, And also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That would help me so, so much. Here is the one, the only, Katie Collins. Hello. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Is this all right? Yeah, perfect. Are you okay? I'm good. Good to see you. I know. It's been a very long time. It's been ages. Yeah. I think, I think this is my favorite thing about the podcast, just like catching up with people and seeing people's face, especially in like now where we don't really get to see anyone. <laughs> so it's like such a win. I know. It's crazy. I've uh, seen a couple of people out in the park and stuff, but not really... Yeah, not studio life, is it? Not seeing anyone. Not, not, not the life we're used to, definitely. Um, sure. I'm just turn my volume up. How is a how's a COVID life been for you? Are you coping? Um, COVID life's been uh, a bit of a pause button that I think I needed, to be honest. I think That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I feel mm. really good about it, but obviously there's some really shit circumstances that come with it so yeah. um it's there's definitely been a heaviness i think mm. on, a, on a collective basis but um i actually think it's going to do a lot of good overall I'm, mm. I'm a believer in that at the minute i just think we're going to have to ride some pretty shit waves before we get there maybe yeah i think we'll definitely have to do that but i feel like at the same time um it's definitely given us all the chance to sit back and assess where we were compared to where we want to be yes and th- yeah that yeah. is something that i think i've really needed mm. um, i think it's been something that i've always been saying to myself especially in the last couple of years like funny i had a conversation with my dance teacher last night and we were saying the same everything's so 
uh, almost like running from one one thing to the other, whatever that is, whether that's like preparation for something else, whether that's work in itself. And there's mm. always, I've been saying that I'm aware that I need space to just uh, reflect and to let things mm. land for a while. Uh, and actually now that it's happened, I just can't believe it's taken a global pandemic <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That almost yes. seems ridiculous. But don't but, you uh, think... Because of our, the nature of our job, where it's like, well, for us in particular, where we're not set in like a West End show where we get to settle, we're constantly like, what's next? What's next? How do I pay the rent? Always hustling onto the next job that you never really get a chance to sit back and go, okay, am I enjoying this? Is this what I intended? Am I actually doing the things I've always wanted to do? Or do I want to think about what's next? I feel like I've never really had the chance to do that. And this is the first time where I feel like there's no FOMO. Like, I'm not missing out on yeah. anything, you know? Like, it's always like, oh, there's a casting or there's an audition or there's a gig and I need to do that gig. And But it's the first time where everyone's at the same, like, playing field. Like, mm. everyone's on pause. So no one's, like, doing a job that I want to do. Yeah. I'm not missing out on anything. I'm the, like, the oh. FOMO is, the FOMO has definitely uh, been highlighted, hasn't it? Of a thing mm. that, uh, yeah. I, I was the same. I felt like even more pressure come off knowing that we were all in the same situation definitely towards the early days i was like okay this is a bit mm. mad this is really weird uh like going out and just feeling like you're on some kind of movie set to an <laughs> apocalyptic i don't know film yeah um but then also knowing that everyone's in the same boat that gave me a lot of faith and a lot of hope but i think it's as it's progressing uh yeah I mean, theatres as an example. I mean, yeah, there's a wow. there's a lot there's a lot of political stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. But, yeah. It's crazy. We can go on an aeroplane, but we can't sit in a theatre. I know. Mind blown. Uh, and but hey, that just breeds comparison in some way, which is the thief of joy. Um, yes, it yeah. is. But off with the with the crap stuff. So I, yeah, I want to talk, and I want to give the listeners and myself an insight into Katie Collins, a.k.a. Katie Koo. Um, oh, get it, Sorry. soundtrack. That's all right. You, you, add just, you add yourself like a little jingle. Like <laughs> you give yourself an intro. Um, Brilliant. Like what I love about uh, doing these podcasts is obviously when I speak to people I don't know, it's dope because I get to find things out about them. But I actually prefer it when I speak to people I do know because I, I find so much out about like my mm. friends that I never really knew because obviously we always spend time with each other on jobs and stuff like that and that's kind of our circle. But sometimes you don't get to go deeper than that. So for me, that's yeah. really exciting. Like, so I feel like I know you as a dancer, but I don't know you very well yeah. as a human. You know what I mean? And I awesome. want to know Kate... I want to know Katie the human because I believe that's what made Katie the dancer so successful. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great so I like that. Yeah. T tell, me, uh, tell me about the beginning. How did this start for you? What was your introduction into One and a Two? One and a Two. I started uh, in a, a dance school in the Midlands called Julie Bromwich Dance Academy. It's... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a, a small dance school in the Midlands, basically. And I think I wasn't really surrounded by anything else uh, either. Mm. And um, it was a place to do exam work where it was ballet, tap, acrobatics and jazz. So I was uh, doing that for quite a while. Um, I was talking to my dance teacher last night, which is so strange because we've not spoken about seven years. Um, mm. And to go back into that journey in time with her was... Uh, 
quite emotional and overwhelming now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to a point, I guess, where I'm able to look back at some of those experiences and see how much of a foundation it actually gave me um, in, for the industry work and everything else. But yeah, so I started there. How old? Um, I did all sorts. I, I started at two. Yeah. Mm, very early. Yeah. It was just, she said to me last night, she was like, you know, I could, I just to see you be able to skip was like this big, uh, you know, triumph at the time when you're mm. so small and it's just good toes and naughty toes and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, very, very young. Um, yeah. Has she ever seen on, you perform since? Has she seen she you perform has. live on like a job? Uh, <sighs> I think there was a moment, there was one tour I did, which I think I tried to get her tickets for, and it was too last minute. As you know, like mm. the ticket situation is just ridiculous sometimes. So you can either get your mm. people in or you can't. Um, I think one of the last times she saw me like perform live is uh, my college graduate show, actually. Other than oh, seeing wow. on television and things like that. Yeah. So she's not. If I'm right, that's 2008. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That, you are far right. I am right. <laughs> that is a, like that's ridiculous to think. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, for for her, like it must be the most rewarding thing to speak to you and like to see how far you've come. Do you know what I mean? And to see your journey. Yeah. It. The conversation last night made me realise a lot of things. I, I'm not sure if it was kind of this, you know, how we they say about this linear linear approach to life kind of thing. Mm. This going straight forward I'm, I'm a bit of a stereotypical Aries whether you believe it in it or not like a kind of <laughs> ram forward and I just keep going and keep going and keep going in a certain direction and I mm. think for, it felt last night like we came around to this full circle of um, being back in each other's lives again and yeah the, the, the amount of pride she has um, and the passion she has like talking to her I was just like I can completely see how this has also been embedded in me just by talking to her as a woman I was like mm. she's been a really big inspiration to me and not that I've always given it enough credit either um yeah so big up Julie Bromage <laughs> big up Julie Bromage um so were you with her until you were like you. 16 we'll be back back in the room can you hear me hello I can can you hear me hello. yes is it my wife? Um, how long? Yours? I don't know. Hello. To me, I'm all gravy, but to you, you're spinning. But who knows? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah. Boom. We're back. Um, <laughs> yes, I can loud and clear um uh, how long was she how long did she teach you she taught me from the age of two to 18. oh wow yeah uh, a lot of grade work i even did like loads of at the time in like the community where i was kind of growing up there's a lot of like amateur dramatic productions and stuff like that which don't really get talked about nowadays i think it's a bit of like this dying trade and i'm <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was really fortunate. I think there was a load of like actors that um, at the time around my town or around where I lived um, either weren't getting the work or they weren't living in London. So they kind of created this um, community project basically and it was amateur dramatics. Mm. So they had 
some kind of connection with my dance teacher. She would supply all the dancers, she would then choreograph it, and then those guys would put on this production of this quite high um, caliber amateur pro dramatics productions of different plays, musicals, um, and yeah, like shows, you know, mm. like some of them would just be uh, dance shows where it just show different routines. But yeah. yeah. Funny to did, look back on now, but it was, yeah. It did you did you love performing from the get-go? Were you like a natural take to it? Because like yeah. knowing you now, like your forte besides Killing Steps is like you can sell the shit out of anything. So ah, did you always, did, was that always something you had? Do you feel like, do you feel like you always had that passion to perform? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I was a bit of a, I'm like the youngest of five um, in siblings. Mm. And they're a lot older than me there's like a bit of an age gap there's like 10 years between me and the youngest one out of those four so i think there was definitely when we were all in the house at the same time with my mom and dad it's quite a small house in the midlands there was just a bit of a fight for attention i think in some way and for yeah. me it was entertaining so it was like i could make people laugh or i could dance or i could do acrobatics and hand tricks and stuff and i just it was a way of kind of going hey i'm here too i'm here, I'm here too i'm here too yeah and that's how it started and then yeah, you get into different things along the way, don't you? Either artistically mm. or... But I like, I like, yeah, I like performing, definitely. When was it that you thought, I want to take this, I want to pursue this, I want to take this further than just, you know, dancing for a local school at home? Uh, I think I wanted to do that quite early on from when I saw other people at that dance school moving to London and going to dance colleges. That was kind of the route I saw that could maybe get me to where I wanted to go. Um, and seeing other people do it before me kind of paved a bit of a way for me to be like, oh, I could also do that. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's what I did. But we all did very different things, actually. A lot of the people from my dance school have gone into musicals and they've done extremely well. Mm -hmm. um, they've traveled all over the world doing different cruise ships and all, all sorts, really. So um, it's been a strong dance school in a way. What was, what were, did you know exactly what you wanted to do or was it just like, I just want to... I want to do that for a job. When everyone else goes to work, I want that to be my work. Or was there a specific, like, I want to do TV. I want to be on TV or I want to be in the West End. Was there a target? Uh, when I first went to dance college, I really wanted to do musicals because in my head, I was like, this is a perfect combination of dancing and expressing, singing and acting. And mm. in, in my eyes, I was like, great, I get, to I get to play with all three kind of skills and see what I can do so parts and characters were interested to me but then when I got to dance college um, and I love my dance college I would not be who I am without them so this mm -hmm. is no kind of like uh, shade on them but um, I didn't quite I felt like the dancing was extremely strong there but maybe some of the other parts were wavering in different areas when I was there so mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I really got to train my acting quite so well there and I don't feel like I got to train my singing quite so well there I never kind of got pushed as far was masters it. right that was it masters yeah but I mean this the staff and things change and obviously there's politics going on at the time so it is what it is when you're there and what you experience I guess um and yeah that kind of quickly changed and then for me my mind kind of started to open up to uh, music videos and mm. um, award shows and stuff like that. The first job I got was the Brits. So, first job was the Brits. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. I know. 
nicely done. My first done. year as well, and it was definitely booked off my body. Like, definitely. <laughs> we all had to. Obviously, I can move and I can dance, but I'm pretty sure my look had a lot to do with it at the time. But mm -hmm. not putting myself down there. But yeah, you know, was like <laughs> one one of 120 girls. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So it's somewhere to. It still felt like quite a starter job in a way. Um, mm. But there was pressure, and I was nervous. That was with AMCK. Um, and then, yeah, that whole kind of lifestyle and just the, I loved the, um, the creativity that was kind of coming in, uh, in just music videos in general and artists and stuff like that. So I think I got intrigued by that for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of started in TV. It was like, I was very honest with where I was possibly at at the time, even if there was opportunities to do really big things. Um, I was, yeah, de definitely kind of working up some form of ladder in a way. Started, mm. to, I've done uh, fashion shows as well in malls for money, you know, as yeah. well, and go-go danced in clubs and the dance, yeah. the dance, dancer life. <laughs> dancer know? life. It's dancer sure. life. It's the hustle which we don't really tell people, but that's the truth. It's um, the truth. So your time at Masters, obviously, when you left there in 2008, you'd already worked. What was your journey yeah. like? What was your time like as soon as you left? Did you have, were you straight into gigs or did you go through that awkward dry period where you're like trying to figure life out? Uh, I didn't, I was really fortunate. I don't think I got to do my graduate show. No, I did get to do my graduate show. I didn't get to do, I don't think I got to go to my graduation because I'd already, I'd booked onto something. I think it was auditioned for the Boys Own Tour with Paul Roberts. And that was kind of just crossing over in rehearsal period where I was like, I really want, like, it's a tour. Like, the idea yeah. of a tour to me was like, I loved the whole idea of what touring was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, luckily my college was like, you know, you still pass, you still get your diploma or whatever that was that we got on a piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, they allowed me to go and do the tour. So that was, yeah, I went straight into a tour. So I skyrocketed in some way and felt very out of my depth and <laughs> cried before the first show. I think there was a number, big up Jerry, there was a number <laughs> where I was on like uh, wires and I think the rehearsal ended up overlapping so we weren't given enough time. And uh, I was flying in the air. I think it got to like one in the morning. We were still rehearsing. Still didn't know the show. The first show was the next day. And I looked at the dancer that was opposite me on these wires. And I just started crying. I was like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> so much pressure for me at the time. And the first show blew my head off. So, yeah, I think I just was chucked in the deep end. I always, did, yeah, did you Did you feel like that you were prepared for your first job when you left college? from my college or like when you went into that first job for Boyzone, did you feel prepared for it did you feel like you'd been taught all the i guess i feel like at college we get taught how to dance right but i feel like it kind of stops there and you mm. don't really like well that was my experience like i when i did my first tour it was with and it was in college just before my final graduation i was with jeanette taylor pete francis and fiona yeah. florziak they were 28 and i was 18 <laughs> and i was i was like in a swimming pool, but drowning rapidly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. well out of my depth. Well, like, I don't know what the hell they're all saying when they do a preset. I didn't yeah. know, like, I, I just didn't have a clue. I didn't know what... how to do my makeup. 
no, I... they said call time. And I'm like, what? what's a call time? Like, I had no idea. I'd not been taught any of this. I just knew dance moves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think um, it, that's when, like, the older generation, for me, were kind of taking me under their wing. Some people really didn't. And, you know, no harsh feelings on that either. I think everyone's kind of doing what they're doing, you know. But... Mm. Yeah, the people that kind of, you've got those friends on the job and you always helped each other out. I think, yeah, maybe it wasn't necessarily as, it, yeah, it felt like I was in a deep end also at work. Mm. And I, I was learning off my own experiences for the industry rather than what I was being taught at college, I would say. Um, but they was teaching us as much as I think that they could. But then sometimes not all the faculty are actually current within the industry, you know, mm -hmm. and it can um, have quite a, an effect on 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 how people swim away and, and out of that, I guess. I did always feel with masters that their connections were very good with different choreographers and people. So it it felt like we all kind of had this opportunity to meet certain people and to be in the eye of certain people. I didn't feel like I went mm. to a college and then got dropped and was like, there you go, see ya, got your money now, find your own way. Like I definitely had people that I could speak to um, and also agents along the way then gaining conversations with them. I would call up Jerry, I'd call up Paul, I'd call, call up anyone if I didn't know what I was doing or if I needed advice. I was calling my agents and um, speaking about it on a personal level. So asking a lot of help. Yeah, yeah. that's dope because I feel like so many people are afraid to do that. You know, I, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it is scary. It, it's so scary, but I feel like if you can't have a relationship with your agent, like, it's going to be a really hard ride. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm sure you're the same as I was. I had many agents at the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah, like so many. You audition for every agent. We're all on everyone's books. Yeah. If you go on their website, you'll find everyone, the same headshots. But like, yeah. there was only the specific few that I really connected with and worked well with. And I feel like what you just said, like, when, I, when you were out of your depth, you didn't know the fact that you would ring them and call them. Like, um, I, I just think it's a bold and brave move because so many dancers, I feel like, are afraid to do that. Or they're like, oh, I don't want to ring them. I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to do this. But it's like, but yeah. at the same time, you're building a relationship. As long as you're calling on the valid terms, not just going like, I don't know, how do I do it with my shoelace? Like some dumb crap. Yeah. It's valid. Yeah. And there's, there's certain conversations that are, you, you know if you're, like there's that fear where it's like, oh, I actually can't do that with that person, which then you should probably be asking mm. yourself, should you be there in the first place? But mm -hmm. like I said, I did have older people in the industry as well that I could go, how does this work? And what do you do? Are you invoicing or are they going to, you know, like just that open communication and allowing yourself to be wrong and feeling comfortable mm. around other people that allow you to do that, I guess. But yeah, you have, yeah. there's an element of rejection there always. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just going, oh, you find out one way or another. Yeah, I think, and I like that you said you always had the older people around you, like, and the ones that were willing to help. Because again, it's very similar to me. Like, it, it, I wouldn't have known if the people above me or before me wouldn't have gone. Don't do it like that. Do this, or this mm. is it. this is how you do your invoice. Just the simple things to like, kind of mentor you without even knowing that they're mentoring you. But it's something yeah. which I was never. It was something I was never taught to me. Do you know what I mean? Like no, my my first year, my first year doing my taxes, I was like to Adrian Gas, like, what do I do? Like, come around my house and save me. Like, how do I do this? You know, yeah. all the little things which I guess you don't take into consideration when you go, I'm going to be a dancer. 
Mm, no, not at all. I can remember we had someone come into the college to have us give us like a tax talk. Nice. And I sat there and I was like, I, it was going over my head. I had, I, it wasn't going in. And I was aware that I was in this lesson with this opportunity, but I was like, I don't think she even knows what she's talking about. <laughs> it was just one of those where it was like, well, does any of us know how this works really? No. Um, but yeah, I did my own taxes for a while actually. And then I got caught out by saying something wrong. I think um, ITV got some kind of investigation. I was on that role and I had to go into this conversation and nearly got dug up by the, the tax man. And since then I've used an accountant. Same. And I can honestly say I'd, I'd rather pay someone. You can get all levels of price on you know accountant but i'd rather use someone who knows what they're talking about than me fumble my way through and um mess up myself in the long run really yeah yeah um what was your journey like after that first tour was it again straight through keep rolling oh my goodness that i've like blacked out on so yeah. many areas <laughs> in my 20s i'm like oh my god i shouldn't have like you uh, <laughs> no you should have <laughs> you definitely should have <laughs> Because, um, like, your first Hello, job out of college as a tour for Paul Roberts, like, is a huge deal. Like, so I guess you leave college, you book, you book a huge job. Like, how do you keep it on that high from there? Do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. do you match that? There was definitely kind of that... Like, it boosted my ego a little bit too quickly, I think. There was definitely, like, a little crash at one point. You, you feel like you kind of know what the crack is for a bit and then something will come in and kind of sweep your, your feet from underneath you go no you don't so it's like that I felt like I went on a bit of a finding uh I would say work after that tour there would be certain things throughout the year that I would end up booking and it felt great because it felt like it was a big job again or a, an artist or something that I would or a job that I would want to do but there was big gaps in between that and there was moments when I was like what do I fill my time in with here because um oh, I did a lot of hair shows and stuff as well there was I went on this rampage of trying to not I was aware that I needed to make money but I really wanted to make money via a creative outlet in some way or an expressive outlet um mm. so that kind of became my mission a little bit but the the goal was always I really want to be working in the commercial industry and doing tours and other work that I find fascinating. So it was a bit of a a ride really. Um yeah. highs and lows. But yeah, when you I think whenever you do something big or you feel like it's big and you've gone on this adrenaline ride, there is always gonna be some form of come down. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. how you handle that come down and the the the, the waves that follow, I think. But I don't know what mm. you think about that. No, I agree. I, I feel like my biggest mistake, if I look back, was when I was on those highs, I never really embraced them. Like when I was on yeah. that huge job, I never stayed in that moment and I never like took it all in. I was so busy thinking about the next job. And it took a long time for me to go, yo, I don't even remember those first experiences as well as they should be because yeah. I was so like ready for the next day. Do you know what I mean? Ready for the next yeah. gig. What's the next, like before I'd even finished the show, I was thinking about the next job. Do you mm. know what I mean? But I, I remember having a lot of conversations like that within rehearsal rooms with other dancers as well. 
I mean, around that time, especially, I don't know if it's changed much now. I still think we do always have that little inkling of what's next or we can be on the job and scroll through Instagram and see what other people are doing as well. So there's that. Um, oh, oh God, that's happening and that's happening. And I'm here and yeah, we mm. being present as I've learned that also. Do you think that's also to do with like <coughs> how we're, it's okay, how we're paid? Do you think that's also like the thing of like, we know that like, once we finish a job, I guess it's not very often that we earn enough that we cannot worry about when the next job is. I do think it has something to do with it, yeah. Um, Dancers Network are doing an incredible job on like really enforcing this kind of movement that is happening and it needs to still keep happening and be pushed in some way. Uh, I mean, even reading the there was a what's it called let the music there was a post on instagram today that i reshared it was like let the music it's something about the music industry basically but mainly to do with what we do bringing money into the um economy into the government and the economy hmm. um and seeing how much money really does come in obviously that really has to be spread in some way we don't always see where that all goes but i can't help but feel sometimes that we are the people and the faces of that and that show that so I do think... Uh, no, we definitely are those people. I, I <laughs> we 100% wages, are. I do believe our wages need to continue rising, for sure. Mm. Because for a very long time, they didn't with inflation either. So we're kind yeah. of on a big catch-up right now. So anything is a plus and anything is like a awesome, we're still going. But yeah, let's keep moving that in that direction, I say. Because yeah. we do put a lot in. And um, there's also a lot to lose in the in-betweens, you know, of um, when there isn't any work. And if you can't, you know, there's so many different outlets at the minute, but it's hard to juggle, I think, as a yeah. self-employed dancer. It's so difficult. And I, I, earlier on when you said, like, with the, when you come off a huge high and you're on a low, you try That's and fill smart. it with, Let like... Let the music play. Yeah, Let smart. the music play. Uh, Sorry. Thanks, Mark. Um, you said that you would try and fill it with, like, a creative outlet. Um as, a, as opposed to, I guess, and there's nothing wrong with it, if you work in like a, a shop in retail or a phone centre or whatever, like the, the normal go-to you know, dancer jobs. But even even the creative outlets, like for me, like I remember, not, not so much in the UK, but in LA, like I, I had to go-go dance in a gay bar. Like, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but that wasn't my I idea. That, of, actually. Yeah, I in the Abbey. That. I was that, like, that, live your life, Kane. Listen, I was not living my life. Um, no. No, I was hating my life, but bills had to be paid while the next gig is. Yes, but it, even true. that, it was it was the battle for me between uh, like my self worth, but I feel like that was mainly to do with my pride. Like I was always like, I'm, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm above this. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? But it was like something that I had to do to make sure I could get the next big high. Because if yeah. I couldn't pay my bills, I couldn't be in that place to get the next big high, no. to get the next big job. And I feel like those are some of the things which, I don't know, they were never like talk to me like that. It's okay to have to have these lower periods where the jobs aren't always there because I guess you've got yeah. to su sustain yourself, right? And earlier on, you said yeah. you go-go dance. So I I'm assuming that that was your yeah. in-between period too. That was really early on for me when I was like between when I left college, I was like 21. So between, between like 21 and 24, I was go go dancing quite a bit in different clubs, which was I didn't do it. 
I, I actually did it as less as I possibly could. Like you said, you're being honest about the go-go dancing in LA. Like you weren't living your best life as much as you look great in, you know, everything you were wearing. And it looks so fabulous from our pers my perspective anyway. Mm. There is still that reality that this isn't what you were in it for. No. You know, and it can mess with the ego and all of that when it when it, those thoughts and questions start coming to like, I'm better than this. And that messes with my whole psyche in general because I'm like, but I'm here and I'm doing this right now. So wh where am I actually at? But the club scene for me was something I really didn't want to get used to. Um, mm. I was never, I was quite, uh, had quite a quirky look about me when I first came out and that was what was selling for me at the time. Had really short black hair and I dressed a bit differently and I challenged femininity, femininity within some of the things I was, was wearing and mas feminine masculinity and everything else. Mm. So for them to go and put my underwear on and dance in a club, feeling myself, as much as the sensuality of that is wonderful, it messed with my head a little bit where I was like, this is, it's a paycheck, but I just don't want to get used to it because it's, I need to keep, no, well, I need to be aware that this is where I'm at right now and that I've mm. needed to take this job and I accept that. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, didn't want to get into the rut of doing it all the time. So there was times when I also needed the money and I still said no to things like that because I was like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to kind of fool this manifestation into keeping that door open. Do you know what I mean? I kind of, I'm going to yeah. have to go to a point where I start closing doors for new ones to open. So that was one I did start to close early on because money is, um, it's enticing as well, you know, when you get that <laughs> regular flow of, of cash and you've got that one job that you know you're going to get money from to pay your bills, regardless of whether you do that one dance job a month or not. Mm. And for me, I just wanted to start to twist that balance up a bit. So yeah, I had to start. Uh, no, no what it. was what and the, no no digs at anyone that does enjoy doing that because i think if you love it live your best life but for me i just i couldn't 100 percent, because it is a really interesting lifestyle too it's just yeah. not what i got, got i saw some crazy things and, um, <laughs> yeah. there's something that's the thing there's some really incredible shows that can come out of some of that stuff uh but the lifestyle behind the scenes for me just didn't quite um fit up to where i was uh where I was as a person at the time. So yeah, had to shift away. I used to, I, I never really said this to people, but I used to look at the people that love doing it and I'd be so jealous of them. I, I wasn't yeah, even I jealous that. of the people. I wasn't even jealous of the people that didn't have to do it. I was jealous of the people that love doing it. Mm. Cause I was like, yo, they're having the best time and they're getting paid for it. Yeah. And I'm hating life yeah. and I'm getting paid for it. You know, like I was more jealous yeah. of those than the yeah. ones who would like survive without having to do it, but they just survive. I'd, I was like, I'd rather just love this. Why aren't I loving it? 100%. And sometimes I feel like that today about people that have like nine to fives and actually really enjoy that yeah. lifestyle. And I think, wow, like there's a lot of security in that. I wish I felt the same way. Um, but yeah, we don't. <laughs> No, no, not at all. So it's, it's something to accept, you know. Yeah. Um, what was the turning point then? So you said you, you were on that scene until you're about 24. When did work really like pick up and your career, I guess, take off? As if it hadn't already first tour being Boyzone. Still though, um, it, I still felt very like, I knew, I knew I was a popular dancer at the time for being like younger. And I knew I had like quite a nice reputation for myself at the time. But I was still really grafting for work 
really mm -hmm. grafting for it um and was going to auditions and also not getting a lot of things that i really wanted to get hi sam um so i feel like the first oh, that's the things when it's uh, when it's small performances even if it's with a really big artist it's such a short like ride that i think mm. i was looking for a little bit more of a longer ride within things and touring for me or shows longer contracts started to feel um what i wanted to go after so that was what i was judging my um perception of success on at the time for goals mm -hmm. um so i would say it was the first big oh I would say I really wanted to work with this artistic director called William Baker, who did a lot of the early Kylie stuff. And mm -hmm. I still love his work to this day. Um, and I found out that he was artistic directing the Leona Lewis tour. And then Jerry put me forward for that in a very closed audition. And yeah, got that. And that was in 2010. And that felt like okay this like the touring kind of went started to go a little bit back to back after that at one point well that was definitely the rev up to touring as being a main job of mine for sure yeah you said that uh you auditioned for some things and you never got them which i feel oh. like is something that's quite overlooked we always <laughs> look at the successes right but actually what what yeah. builds our character and prepares us for the successes, normally the, the failures and the stuff like that. How did you cope with yeah. like not getting the auditions, especially of someone who was already doing quite well? Uh, really, you, the first you just, time- You just I pulled did... the best face ever, so I'm really excited for this answer. Did I? <laughs> yeah. You know what, the, the first couple of jobs that I didn't get, um, I think uh, it smashed my ego to the ground. I had such a, I wouldn't say I was like completely ego driven at the beginning of my career, but like I said, I was aware that people were talking about me and I felt like um, I, I felt like I was starting to make a bit of a name for myself in the industry. So then to walk into, I think I did X Factor with Brian Friedman, one of my first years, and he gave me like quite a few little solo moments within it, which felt like a lot of valid, valid, validation for me in that time um and i took it that way not that it's correct but i totally did um, well when it comes from brian it's easy to take it that way i did so i was like oh my god like because if he, do, if he right doesn't now, like you if he doesn't like you he's quite direct about it so no you know about it yeah <laughs> so I, I felt really confident and then i think uh the audition for the tour so that was obviously around christmas and then the audition for the tour came in the new year and it switched choreographers. I think it was someone else. I actually can't remember who it was now. But I did the audition and I got cut first round. And I was like <laughs> burning, like burning hard. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. That may not have been the best audition, but I've just been on the, like, the program every week, you know, um, the whole season. How on earth am I going to the X Factor tour audition and getting caught first round? Like I was fuming. I did not take it well. Um, I walked away. I think I called Layla up, Layla Ellison, who I'd just done um, Boyzone with, and I was like, "Mate, like," and she was like, "Look, this is this happens. Like you, you're not gonna." It was just a big ego knock, and I needed it. I needed taking down a peg or two. Um, so I was very grateful for it in time. Um, 
but I've always been a very emotional, passionate person. So yeah, it, it didn't it didn't go down great at first. I'll be honest with you. But then that same tour, I think yeah. someone got injured, and then I was the first person they called to see if I could go and do the show. And I was like, that is too weird. So I'm saying no. And that took so much bollocks for me to say. Did you no. say no? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I'd call me stop. I mean, I'm com I just, I'm confused, but well done. Sense. It, well, it didn't make sense for me at the time, but if I hadn't have said no, also there was like a good few dancers that I knew at the time that got right down to the end for that audition, um, to the point where actually there was a dancer called Bryony Albert, who, you know Bryony Albert? I ended up doing yeah, the, we had the Leo Lewis tour with her after this audition, and if I'd have done X Factor, I would never have got that job with... William Baker doing that tour with Leona Lewis. So it kind of really made sense to me and it gave me a lot of faith in my own decisions to be like, because basically Bryony told me a story that on that audition, she got right down to the end. And then they said to Bryony, you can leave. And she hadn't even got out the room and they were like, the rest of you have got it. And everyone was like, yeah, like, oh my God, amazing, congratulations. And Bryony's in the corner, like some people apparently went up to her and gave her a hug and was like, congratulations. And she was just like, I didn't get it. So the idea to contact me to oh. fill in for someone when I was cut first from an audition to then not using someone that we've got so close to the end just didn't make sense to me. So I was like, I can't, it just, no. But then both of us ended up doing the Leona tour, Leona Lewis tour together. So uh, yeah, chuffed. everything works out. Chuffed, I bet. Um, uh, what has been like the highlight of your career? Because obviously I saw earlier that you were in Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Please tell me about this. I'm who, why didn't who I is know? your source? <laughs> who's, who's giving you my CV? Can't can't tell you. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, that was with Jennifer White. Jennifer White was a dancer that I still admire. Uh, I think she's excellent. Um, mainly ballet contemporary, I would say. Um, but I don't know if you can ever remember the Adele music video where there's like one. Um, like it's like a hooded ninja and she's just dancing contemporary it's amazing she basically did that video anyway so i always crushed mm. on her um and then we did a couple of jobs together and she started doing mo movement direction within films so then she mm. was she yeah she booked me rachel rachel muldoon at the time um and welly and yeah we did the avengers and that yeah thanks for reminding me about that i forget how special that moment was yeah, yeah. Because that was a short one. Do I was know, doing my research. When jobs are only a week long, you, you struggle to kind of really go, oh, wow, that's an amazing experience. If it's a well, bit whilst, the, whilst doing my research earlier, I saw it and I had to do like a triple take. I was like, this is sick. Yeah, like... it's awesome. And at the time I was really starting to, I was just training in like acting again. So, I'd, well, even just as a hobby kind of thing, acting. So being, I think I did a scene with, um, uh, the guy who plays Loki, Thor, Idris Elba, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and someone else. And I was just like this snaky type woman around Loki. And I was just there thinking like, oh my God, this is everything right now. And seeing them going into scene and, you know, like you say, hearing all those check the gate action and those people are getting into character. Yeah. 
it was such an experience i was sat there just absorbing it all like oh my god this is amazing but that scene didn't even That's make the, the cut shut up didn't even yeah and, and the thing is Stab i look back at things the thing is on big productions like that especially on films there's a lot of actors that get into say or performers they get into the the final edit and they can see that they've done like six months on a piece of work for a film and then it might not make the edit but they still get invited to the red carpet and everything else yeah. and they've done this work but never really get seen no. and i think it's so brutal like the guy so uh, is it tom is it tom hiddleston that plays loki tom i'm going with yes but yeah like his piece didn't make the movie at all and i thought to myself wow like he's taken probably four months out of his year to do avengers and yeah, yeah not he's also he has been paid he has been paid very well for it but it is, that, is that, and, and, and that and, is the difference between actors and yeah, dancers i'm like and, and, level up of it. and he's in another hour and a half of the film <laughs> but for us right. it sucks that's why i'm like you why i order this, Yo, yeah we're changing, uh, it, we're changing it i watched them i've been watching the with georgia the making of frozen on disney yeah oh well, that's what, crazy what is it like so they like, like so practice. no the, the, like the making of frozen 2 the film so they do all the drawings and like the production oh. and they do everything and it's just like oh, I, yeah it's insane and like oh let, and that's just doing it with drawings do you know what i mean and like with animation like imagine yeah. having to do uh, the thought of having to coordinate that much with actual humans must be a nightmare yeah even yeah i, I sometimes think of the actors doing the voices for those characters and whether they actually act you know you've seen have you ever seen that um clip of uh, hugh jackman in the studio in an like and he's like running he's uh, doing an r d of um what's it called he's running for a forest and it's like oh what's he play what is it uh oh my god wolverine wolverine wolverine, wolverine. i was about to get like <laughs> paintbrushes then <laughs> Um, and Ed he's in the on his own and he is like in this character and all it is is just voice recording so they kind mm. of just layer it onto the film so he's kind of running through and he's just doing all these grunts and I think when they have to actually act together for the R&D like how does that go down like are they fully because they're in booths you know but yeah sorry different threads different threads but... yeah it's nice to but see I guess the people think the same about well. us with dance and that's what I would say, it's bring it back to dance and um, high, like showing processes. I was having this conversation with my dance teacher last night, if, if I haven't said that already, I've said that so many times. Um, mm. She was, you know, I was saying about this kind of magic that we create. Um, mm. Theatre performers, all, all of us, you know, uh, the people who are in it for the craft, the love of it, that have been doing it their whole lives, storytelling, expressing. We have such a great way of uh, creating this magic where they don't see the process, they don't see the progress and the things that go into, into it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm not sure if, as much as it would be exposing that magic that traditionally we have all been holding on to as what is such a wonderful thing and um but there's sometimes i'm like do we need to start educating our audiences on what it is we actually do do we need to start educating our audiences on how things are made i don't think we should shy away from showing the process mm. anymore um because it is a process I, I think we'd be i think we'd be respected more then and maybe paid better you know yeah. 
because well, I, think I remember doing my first my first music video and I did Alexandra Burke in 2010. I went clubbing in yeah. Cardiff and this person came up to me and said, oh, my God, you're Kane Silver. You must be rich now because they'd just seen me on TV and they were all talking about me. And I yeah. wet myself. I was like, rich, I could just about afford a pint. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, I know, I know. And it's really hard to see that kind uh, see that thread today. Uh, what is it? The music again? What did Mark say? What's it called? Let the music play. Uh, the let amount music of money happen, that is or let music play. Let music play. Yeah. Let the music play. To see the amount of money that is coming in, and obviously we don't know the full ins and outs. Uh, mind the pun of how all of that money is used. But something seems a little bit off to me, and I do think we need to keep uh, mm. keep pushing. Keep pushing, definitely. Um, and obviously continue to do what we love and uh, show that but yeah uh i think artists are powerful and are definitely powerful in times of change and i just think it's times it's time we came out the shadows a little bit more and show people what we did you know yeah, and got respected definitely. and paid better for in that way yeah well i i like that you said about showing people behind the scenes because uh on move tv it's like a new dance studio in la they're doing like a, a Zoom class and Marty Kadelka, all the choreographers and all the dancers are going to be on a Zoom chat to watch the Future Sex Love Sound Tour live and people can pay. Oh my God. Obviously they're doing it to make money for something, but people can pay to watch it with them and they're going to talk you through the show and how the things were made up and if like someone's got a story about how something happened. So you know how like match of the day, Gary Lineker goes, well, they should have passed the ball there, but instead they passed it there. <laughs> they do yeah. it. They're going to do the dance version for the Future Sex Love Sound Tour. Oh my Tour. God, that's amazing. I'd love to see that. How genius. I was yeah. like, I'm booking a ticket now. So I got my ticket. It's going to be 1 a.m. I think on the 9th of July. I was how, like, this is genius. Is Do you mind me asking? I think it's like $5. Oh, that's not too bad. That's nice. Yeah. But like, I was like, this that's is good. genius. And it, it, it's so it educating is. for people who've never, I guess, say you've never done a huge tour. You can learn actually how the process is without having to have done it. I was like, this is genius. Yeah. yeah. And... That's the thing, I think there's, obviously there's a lot of, there's a, there's still a certain crowd of us working, but there is so many dancers out there and there is so many performers out there that for them to just be in a room um, and to see some of these things is going to help in some way and possibly inspire them, you know? Yeah. I was saying that to someone else the other day, I can't remember who that was, yeah. Yeah, Ginny, it's on Move TV, <laughs> if anyone else wants to find it. Um, yep. what, so back to the question before I went off on a tangent what's been some of the highlights of your career so far some of the highlights of like just my, like my commercial career my career well whatever your career uh some of the highlights have been definitely because the there's been some pretty incredible people. moments there has and i'm just yeah so grateful for them it's ridiculous mm -hmm. i think obviously lockdown once again just shows you uh how grateful to be for those moments obviously that you take maybe take for granted and people along the way you know um but yeah mm. definitely the 1975 video has to go in there it's amazing and i loved it um i was quite yeah i think i was like 26 27 when i did it and it just felt so special so that's in there um the avengers now you say it why not i can yes. remember walking on that set uh Ooh, like the obviously they've got a ridiculous amount of budget um mm. so sometimes i look at the sets they use uh and this was kind of quite apocalyptic because some kind of fight had gone into this massive city where all the bricks had 
but I was walking from one, I got to, I don't know if it's Pinewood or one of those studios and then had to find the area, the dressing room where we were kind of rehearsing and had to pass through this whole outdoor scene and basically city that had been probably beaten by aliens or the Hulk or whoever it was. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, like to see, it was, so, it's so real. There's like almost like not no imagination needed because of course there is, you've got cameras in your face and everything else. But yeah, it blew my mind to see a production that big. Um, so that tours have been awesome. I love all tours. Glastonbury last year, relived it the other day. That was so fun yeah. to watch. Do you have a favourite tour? Yeah, I'm sure I do. <laughs> uh, <coughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Golden was pretty special because I was starting to feel like at the time that I was going to back away from dancing a little bit more and just act. Um, so when it came mm. around, I was really unsure whether it was going to happen again or whether I was going to take it. Um, privileged to even say that. Um, mm. Just just in regards to I was getting older, you know, and I just was like, do I want to move direction? Like, um, but then when I like the amount of character and everything else it just felt so different it felt yeah. like a show that had kind of evolved in a different way you weren't you weren't just dancers on that tour though no we weren't and it it was uh it was just special and different to experience on a tour um mm. in that way so and that that was just a bit of a gift that kept on giving you know mm. um <laughs> so yeah definitely that that was an amazing tour but robbie's tour when it first You know, I get to a point where I'm not like an industry dancer anymore, a commercial dancer anymore. I'd really love to do like a stadium tour. I'd never done like a stadium tour. So when Robbie came about, that ended up being a stadium mm. tour. And to experience once again, the level yeah. of production like that, when you're taking a tour like that around, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are part of this show that just travels around. Um, you feel like you're a little bit away with the circus kind of thing but the energy that we were yeah. emitting on stage and how like robbie was really um just pushing us to be more and more fiery and more and more expressive so that pushed me to a different level again i think as a dancer and a, a performer um and i got to travel the world with it which mm. i will never forget and I had some amazing experiences within that tour as well um which was pretty cool uh, there's so many like there's so many moments I'm like, oh god, that was sick. Yeah, I cut it. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, and what advice would you have for someone, like I guess at the beginning of their dance career or they're struggling within their dance career? Um, any advice? I would say. Hmm. I think the industry's changing so much at the minute because we're also exploring our own artistry, which I think is gonna uh I think it's gonna really help in regards to like this kind of appreciation, respect and money type situation that's going on at the minute. Um so I think it is important for younger performers at the moment to really have a good idea about who they are and what they enjoy mm. and where they're from and what sets their soul on fire. And um, yeah, and to just keep checking in with yourself and where you're at within your journey, you know, and that, try to try 
try as much as you can because I still find it hard today to just not compare where you're at or what you're doing or and to be more inspired you know for me it's a case of as, looking as at opposed to up. yeah as opposed, as opposed to, to defeated as opposed to defeated and going oh god like that's something I really feel like I, I this is me saying this myself. Like, I feel like this is something that I could really do and I've not been given the opportunity to do that yet. Um, but I have to remember that that's also a sign for me to then give it a go and find out the answers of whether that is something I want to do or not. I think ask mm. questions and also when you're ready for the answers, ask for answers and act on that is what I would say. Um, but look after yourselves because it is uh, a it has been a brutal industry. I think it is getting better. And I think there's a load of incredible things to say about it and to experience within it is what I would say. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, it is, it is not for the faint hearted. It just is not. Um, so no. passion is passion and authenticity is key. I think during this ride. I like that. It's, it, it is kind of like for, well, for a lot of people, it's like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's like you wait, you queue up for ages and ages and ages to just get on this short ride. <laughs> and then you queue yeah. up again for ages and ages and ages to get on the next short ride. It's lots of little roller coasters. And the other thing that I, I think I read somewhere the other day is that for us to enjoy those moments, if we are going to see it like this, for us to enjoy those moments, it really is about this part to get to there. And that is scary and it's negative emotions sometimes and sometimes it's great so i do think that i think there's something to be said about enjoying the process to getting to those moments of what you enjoy because once you're there like you said sometimes you can already be thinking about the next mm. job because you get used to feeling there so it's it is a, yeah. it is about riding the waves and enjoying all of that process and what it brings um, because and i guess to enjoy growth within it as well and to enjoy the highs, you have to experience the lows. Otherwise, you don't know how great right. it is. And, and, and that's you know life. I mean? it, that is just going to keep on giving in some way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It is. Think. I agree. Um, thank you so much for your time. This has been oh, a so pleasure. It's lovely to kind of catch up with you and see your face i know <laughs> even if it is i feel you like this is the new way of life we were doing this on camera today i was like oh it's a podcast that we're just going to be chatting and then when yeah. you're like well, oh, i'm just going to do it on instagram i was like oh dear maybe i'll put some uh, <laughs> mascara on i'm giving you full <laughs> lockdown vibes right now but it's it looks good. delightful um thank you so much i really appreciate it and um please stay safe and i hope to see you soon other than later <laughs> so much love i hope we do i hope we do are you in wales yeah. or london no no i live uh, between i live like in swindon near swindon nice okay okay halfway. excellent yeah let's see each halfway but i'll see you soon lovely thank lots you so much love. for your time and thanks everyone for coming Take care. on bye and, uh, lovely to see a few faces lots of love Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave a rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. And also get in touch with us. We want to know who you want to hear from and what you want to learn about or who you want to be inspired by and what stories you want to know. Thank you for listening. One love. Bye.